the Pooch Parenting Podcast, a podcast for parents with dogs. I'm Michelle Stern, a certified professional dog trainer, mom, and former teacher. Living with kids and dogs at the same time can feel like a circus. I know because I lived it too. Join us as we interview a variety of experts and parents to discuss topics that will make parenting with dogs easier, safer, and less chaotic. Also, you can love living with your dog again. I'll always keep it real which might even mean that you hear the messiness of life in the background on occasion, but at least you know you're not alone. In today's episode, I speak with entrepreneur Ava of Ava's Pet Palace. She's 13 years old and makes organic treats for dogs and cats. I can't wait for you to meet her. She is a true inspiration. Enjoy! Hi, Ava. I am so happy that you're here. I am in a campsite in Oregon. And hopefully the the cell service works out so that we can get this done. Um, but I have been following you on Instagram for a really long time, and I am so happy that you agreed to take time out of your busy day to talk to us um, about your business. But why don't you introduce yourself so our people know what we're going to talk about today? Well, I'm super excited to be here, too, and thank you so much for supporting me, and I'm excited for this podcast. <laughs> Well, my name is Ava, and my business is Ava's Pet Palace. I started when I was eight years old. I'm now 13, and I make organic and all-natural dog and cat treats. I've always loved animals and had a passion for helping them and always wanted to be around them. But as I was starting to get older, I was noticing that a lot of the treats we were feeding our animals had many bad ingredients. And I wanted to try and help this because I believe that all animals should have um, the option to eat good quality treats. I that makes me so happy. So one thing that you may not know about me is that I had a cooking school for kids and I started it and ran it for about eight years and I focused on real ingredients. And so I was one of the few cooking schools for kids that focused on like real food, no chemicals, organic stuff, trying to take care of our planet while we're, you know, feeding our bodies. And it seems like you have some of those same goals with feeding our pets. Can you talk to me a little bit about um, what it means to you to serve dogs and cats good food? It means that um, it means that animals will have better quality food, just like they should be eating, just like their owners um, should be having too. They'll just have um, better quality foods, which can have many different benefits for them, lead to longer, um, potentially longer lives, and just better health benefits for them. And it's super important to me because I love animals and I want to do what's best for them. You know, it's funny. You said something that really actually stuck out to me and it made me realize that our pets are completely at our mercy. Like, like literally they eat what we feed them and otherwise they don't eat it. I mean, my dog will eat grass and stuff, but you know what I mean? So the idea that we are, we have this this power, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. to provide really great mm-hmm. food for them. That makes us feel like better families, right? Yeah. So what kind of ingredients, for example, talk to me. I have dogs. My audience has dogs. Talk to me about some of the ingredients and in some of your most popular dog treats. So I have five different, sorry, six different dog treats, my new salmon chips, So first I have my three biscuit dog treats, which are cheese, banana, and peanut butter. And the main ingredient, or not main, but the 
ingredient that is in all of them is the oat flour and then brown rice flour. Those are the best flours to use for um, pet treats and food. Normal flours, normal flour isn't as good. It's just not um, good for them, beneficial to them. And then my salmon snacks for cats and dogs, which are just um, wild Alaskan salmon cut into strips and then they're dehydrated. And then my new salmon chips. Oh my gosh, I'm going to have to try those for my dogs because they love fishy treats. I mean, anything fish for some reason, they go crazy. So are you guys making all of these at your house? Yes, right now. Well, for the four or for the five that I mentioned first, the three biscuit treats and the salmon snacks for cats and dogs, we make all of those here. And then my new salmon chips, we actually just did the Kickstarter for them and we were able to um, um, cover, we were with the support of everyone, we were able to cover half of the cost of, or half of the initial cost to get them produced. And um, so those were made by someone else. And then we're actually working on getting my new, or not new, uh, my biscuit treats into a new facility so we don't have to make them here, you know, cause it's getting to be a lot to make them all here (laughs) we want to have them in stores retailers nationwide and we wouldn't be able to do that with us making them here does it feel like a chore sometimes because like I said before I had a cooking school for kids and I love to cook and my students who are children you know love to cook but I wonder if it ever feels like a grind or do you still just love it all the time anyway (laughs) well sometimes it can or Yes, sometimes it can get to be a lot, but I love um, what I do. I definitely get a lot of help from my parents, support from them. So I would say that sometimes it kind of feels like, I'm not sure the exact word I'm looking for, but sometimes it's harder than other times, I guess you could could say. But um, the majority of the time, I absolutely love what I do, and I just have so much fun doing it. That is so great. You know, I think your parents must be so supportive of you because you started the idea for this business when you were eight years old. And I know that a lot of parents would probably roll their eyes and think, oh gosh, here she has some other idea again. I remember my little sister wanted to be a typewriter when she grew up. And then, you know, she wanted to be all kinds of things. And so it's hard to know, like when you're a parent, when to support the idea and when to just be like, okay, honey, and nod and whatever, and then see if it just, (laughs) you know, how, how did your parents react? I mean, you were eight, so they must've jumped on board with both feet in, right? (laughs) So, yeah. So when I was actually six, that was when I had the idea for Ava's Pet Palace. That's when I drew the picture for (laughs) um, Ava's Pet Palace, the Ava's Pet Palace building. I posted (laughs) it on Instagram before but um, I kept asking. So when I was six, they um, when I was six, I wasn't really taken seriously, I guess, or not taken seriously. It was just they said, okay, but we didn't really um, we didn't really do anything about it or start yet. But I kept asking for the next two years, and finally they said yes, and they were both very supportive. Um, and from there, um, started trying out different um recipes, finding out what dogs liked, what was good for them, um, starting at local animal um, events and shows. And (laughs) from then on, it just went. 
That's amazing. That's a good job for your parents. Congratulations to them for listening to you and hearing what you had to say and then recognizing the difference between, you know, what felt maybe like a harebrained six-year-old idea versus like something that was legitimately a real business, you know, because that takes a lot of their time and obviously a lot of your time to take you to shows and you're giving out samples and you're meeting all these people and trying to probably convince stores that they absolutely have to sell what your products are, right? That's probably a lot yeah. of hard work. It is. It is. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, Actually, um, um, last June when, um, when my Instagram was um, blowing up and all the orders were coming in, my mom actually um, um, quit her job to support me 100% with Ava's Pet Palace. So um, she's been um, um, working for Ava's Pet Palace since then, and I'm just super, super grateful. That's great. Well, we're going to have to warn her that she might have to be a podcast guest herself at some point, because she's a really good example <laughs> of a parent who is growing a dream of a young person as it relates to helping animals. And that's obviously, you know, that's what I do. My focus is just trying to help kids and dogs live together safely and, and have everybody get along and not have parents go bonkers because it can be so stressful, <laughs> you know, how it can be. Um, yeah. So I, I used to teach high school too. And um, oh, I know that sometimes the workload for students is intense and you're juggling being a student and being a business person. So how do you, like, is it hard for you to find time to socialize and stuff? How do you juggle everything? It's gotten, it's gotten easier during COVID, I guess you could say, um, kind of, because with the social or with the school and then um, socializing part, socialization, socializing, yeah. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, part because I've I've been home and um, doing um, virtual school so it's I've had more time for working on Ava's Pet Palace and then I haven't been um, around my friends in a while because we've been quarantining so I've been doing most like um, talking to them online so it's been easier in that way right to balance everything but before that when um when I was first learning to balance everything, it was definitely very, very hard. Um, but my parents help a lot. You know, if I, when I need help, um, they'll help me. Do you have any siblings? Yes, I have. Um, well, I have four sisters, my two little sisters and then my two older sisters. My two little sisters, they actually have, um, there are five and three. Yeah, <laughs> they have their... Um, necklace and bracelet business <laughs> oh. um, girl, Marie. that's my sister's name Marie and then Jordan <laughs> that is I was gonna ask if they got jealous or any of your siblings got jealous <laughs> of all the attention and time your business takes because I think that's very normal for that to happen after yeah and after um Marie and um Marie I think it was just Marie after Marie um, seeing Ava's pet palace, she asked about making bracelets and necklaces, and um, I think she started last year or two years ago, and um, or just started making them. And then Jordan, my uh, three-year-old sister, she started helping too. They seem to have a lot of fun with it. it. Definitely seems like a lot of fun for them to do. 
That is so cute. If um, if you think about it later, send me the link to where they sell their stuff, and I'll link it in our show notes too, so that they don't feel left out. Because I want to make sure that your whole family feels like. I mean, that's just so cool. Honestly, I think that's amazing. Um, in terms of you know living with dogs and kids, I know that you love rescue animals. Um, both your dog and your cat are rescues. Is that right? Why don't you tell tell us about them? So my dog, so my cat pumpkin, he is uh, my age. We're both 13 and we rescued him when I was three. He was also three. I've, we've had him for 10 years now. He's been my best friend ever since. Um, I've always, he's always slept with me in my bed on my pillow. Um, and he is an orange tabby cat, um, mostly, you know, if sometimes with uh, rescues, you can't tell, but he's all orange. So that's what we're um, thinking. And that's what the rescue said, my mom's told me. And then Lacey, our dog, she is a miniature pincher mix. So we think also she's, um, we really don't know what else she has because she's a little bit bigger than a miniature pincher, but she's about five years old. We got her three years ago when she was two. And mm-hmm. um, she is also my best friend. She's really cute. And I love seeing the pictures of you and both of your animals on Instagram. Do you feel like they're your number one taste <laughs> testers like that, for your cookies and your treats? Definitely. Every treat, Lacey is the first um, dog to try. And Pumpkin loves taste testing the salmon snack. Before Lacey, um, before we got Lacey, because I was making treats before we had gotten Lacey, we actually had a family dog who was the taste tester, the first Avis Pet Pals taste tester. Um, he was our family dog. He passed away, but um, he he was uh, the first dog who has ever tried my treats. So pretty much a famous dog because you had to get <laughs> that, what do you call it? The paw of approval, I guess. The paw of approval to know that you were onto something because you know, there's all kinds of recipes out there, but I, I can't wait to order some and try them um, for my dogs because they go bonkers over treats, especially because they're not something they get like all the time. Right. And I yeah. mix it up. I have one dog that's kind of picky and he, he's moody about the foods that he eats. But he almost always loves something if it has fish in it. So that's pretty <laughs> cool. Do you have any advice for any young people who's parents might share this podcast with them um, for helping animals and and how to how to just move forward with an idea instead of just thinking oh I'm just a kid or I can't what can I do I can't really do anything I'm you know I depend on everybody else what kind of can you give us a little pep talk or something so that those feel empowered at all to move forward and do something I would say that if you have a business idea or dream to just go for it, Um, it doesn't matter how old you are to just go for it because you never know what could happen with it. You should always just try something new, but make sure it's something that you love and are passionate about because it will be the easiest to keep going with. You know, you'll love what you're doing and want to keep doing it. Like I'm passionate about helping animals. And I love what I do because I'm helping animals and that's my passion. And if you hit a bump in the road, I think this is my, um, one of my biggest 
pieces of advice is to um, keep moving because if if you hit that bump in the road, if it's something that you're truly passionate about and it's worth moving right past that bump. I had, I've had um, many bumps in my, on my journey, um, my continuing journey. Um, a few of them being my age was actually one of a big, uh, was a big bump, but I moved right past that bump because I just had to remember that I was passionate about what I was doing and I was, I loved what I was doing. And um, I got, I started to get more confident um, with my age. I started to talk to more people and eventually things got better of that, but there are always going to be new bumps in the road. But you just have to remember that they're um, just temporary bumps. Did you feel that your age was a bump because people didn't take you seriously? Is that what it was? Yes. When I would go to uh, the local craft shows and events, um, people would not take me seriously because I was there at eight, um, eight, nine years old with my booth selling treats. But I was also very shy. But as I started to um, get more comfortable in talking to people, I didn't really let it affect me that people weren't taking me seriously. I just moved right past that and started working um, on things I could do myself to make me more comfortable with talking to more people. And eventually it got better. Well, you're very, I mean, articulate and poised right now. And I, I can honestly tell you, you know, in my eight years of teaching high school and my eight years of having a cooking school for kids, that there are a ton of adults and kids of all different ages that are not as poised as you are. And so it, it's funny. <laughs> it's making you. me, well, it's true. I just, I think that maybe this experience and following your dream and, and really pushing forward has given you a lot of confidence that um, will set you up in the rest of life. Because I know plenty of adults, dog trainers and you know, just people in all kinds of businesses who get frustrated and maybe things aren't going as smoothly as they wanted, or maybe they're not selling as many classes. Like I get frustrated sometimes that, you know, I'm not selling as many classes or whatever as I want to. And I, I think, well, I just better keep on trying. Maybe I can change my messaging or maybe, you know, and I bet that those are things that have gone through your head and you just kept on going until it worked. Right. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, that is, that is really, really useful advice. I think for everybody, parents included that when there's something you care deeply about to keep on going, how is the relationship with your dog and cat and especially your littlest sisters? Cause I know that three-year-olds can be really hard for some dogs and cats to live with. How does that feel at your house? So Lacey loves kids. Um, Lacey loves Maria and Jordan. Maria and Jordan also love Lacey. They they love animals. <laughs> um, they always love to be around Lacey. And Lacey just very good around kids. Um, but Pumpkin, on the other hand, he's an older cat, so he's more crabby, I guess you could say. I mean, he's, he's just, just how cats are, but he's also an older cat, so... Um, Marie and Jay kind of, they, they know, they don't really, um, they know to kind of stay away from him, not really stay away. They just know that he can sometimes be like that. 
So right. they're cautious of him. He, I would definitely say that he's more of a older. Um, yeah. He likes older people. I like that you said that because I think I think what I've seen in the past um, with older dogs is that they become a little more temperamental and they have stronger feelings about what they're comfortable with and especially if their body is ouchy you know how it gets when when creatures yeah. including humans unfortunately when we get older you start feeling aches and pains and you know oftentimes young kids aren't very compatible when your body hurts so I get that I I can feel pumpkin tell pumpkin pumpkin has our support because <laughs> we get it and it's nice you know cats Cats and dogs both come with this sort of built-in defense mechanism. They've got claws and teeth, and they can say, excuse me, please give me some space, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Well, I love <laughs> you have a culture in your house of animal lovers. I think that's really wonderful. <laughs> so where can people find you, Ava? Where are you online? And I want to make sure that you promote your online store and your Instagram because it's super cool. So I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and sometimes Twitter, all um, at Ava's Pet Palace. And then my website, which is avaspetpalace.com. Perfect. Okay. I will link to those in the show notes. And um, and maybe we can link to your sister's bracelet business too, just so <laughs> don't feel left out. Um, thank you so much for taking the time to meet with me. I'm sure you have work to do and schoolwork to do so i really do appreciate your time and it was great to meet you so much i had a lot of fun too if you haven't already please subscribe to the pooch parenting podcast on itunes or on the podcast app of your choice if you're looking for ongoing support for your family with dogs, be sure to get on the waiting list for my Thriving Parents with Kids and Dogs membership at www.safekidsanddogs.com. And don't forget to follow Pooch Parenting on Instagram or Facebook. Thanks for listening.